what is going on? It is Gail right here, and we are back with the Sauce Pop. This is episode number 11, The Age of Movies. It has been a minute since we've actually done a, uh, you know, podcast. Uh, unfortunately, we've been marred by scheduling issues as well as lack of producers and editors. But, you know, we are here together to actually do a podcast finally. Um, we will be continuing on from here on out, and it'll probably still be on a bi-weekly basis or every fortnight. To be quite honest, I think that's the best way to say it because bi-weekly makes it seem we'll do it twice a week, which that is going to be hard to do. Uh, but we will be doing at least uh, this at least once every two weeks. Now with me today to talk about movies and anime and everything related to it, we have Ice Cold Joker first and foremost, our slime master. Say hello, mate. Good morning, everyone. Happy to be back again after a long, long hiatus. Got to talk to you guys all again. We have, of course, the dashing is himself. Say hello, mate. Hey, how's it going? And the queen of Final Fantasy XIV from what I've been seeing. And she's been rocking those servers. Say hello, Stacey. <laughs> oh my god, hey y'all. <laughs> alright, alright. So, uh, today we're going to be talking about movies and everything related to, you know, what's been happening in the anime world. Of course, we've been seeing a lot of movies come out, a lot of movies being announced. But before we get in, um, we haven't actually done a uh, podcast since, you know, the spring season started. And... To be quite honest, you know, there's been a couple of shows that have been setting the trends alight. And, you know, like the, you know, I'm seeing it consistently on Twitter. It's been trending consistently. So, guys, uh, let's start off with you, Joker, first and foremost. How are you finding the spring season uh, so far? Because, you know, before, before the spring season started, we did say that there was quite a lot of shows coming out, right? And um, in, I mean, to be quite honest, le- look, this season has been fire to me. So how are you feeling about it? There is a whole bunch of quality shows that have dropped this this season. And, you know, there's always the big one that everyone is talking about that is all over the place. And that's Spy Family. And then coming up next is like Kaguya and Data Live. But also there's a, a bunch of ones that I didn't think would be quite as good as I expected them to be, like the Trapped in a Dating Sim one is pretty good and mm-hmm. then the executioner her way of life is actually really intriguing and it's really made me like go back and watch all the episodes again even after they've already aired like the previous week so i'm really enjoying those and then comey can't communicate just started again for the english audience over here yeah so that's always great but there's a lot of gems in here now yeah for sure i mean you mentioned the executioner and her way of life right I, it's funny because uh i play a gacha game called danmachi uh memorial freeze and they just have a collab going on with the executioner and her way of life and uh, the game Wait, they, basically they yeah they just started it like two three weeks ago um so i looked at it and i was like oh you know what the show is just starting so let me go and watch it and that's not a bad show but i mean it's crazy because this season has so many shows that the shows you mentioned are so hard to place in my top 10. I really wanted to put uh, Executioner and Her Way of Life in the in my top 10 anime of the week, which you guys will probably see, uh, or you probably would have already seen in the Anime News Weekly episode over on YouTube if you're uh, subscribed to 5990 Manga. Uh, but, you know, it's so, so, so hard to get that top 10 going because there's just so many good shows, right? Um, Iz, how about you, man? How's, how are you finding the se- uh, spring season so far? Oh boy, this spring season um has got me pretty busy, I'm not gonna lie, especially on the weekends when like a lot of like the big shows are coming out during the weekends. Like obviously a uh, Shikimori Spy Family, which ah uh, dude, I cannot get enough uh, Spy Family. 
Um, I also picked up the uh, that one uh, show where it was. Um, I think Love After World Domination is what it is oh, called. Yeah. I yeah, that one's actually um pretty fucking good too. Like I'm enjoying that one. And then uh the Otome game, uh Otome game is like hard for a mob. That yeah, one's it's a actually dating sim one. Yeah, that one's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Um I'm enjoying that. Yeah, it's just like just the weekend in general is like there's like a lot of big shows and obviously Kaguya. Dude, ha- that that first episode when it first dropped just had me on the floor the whole entire time. Yep. And not gonna lie, not gonna lie, all these episodes still have me on the floor. So, mm. yeah, no, this season, this se- this spring season's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, I will have to say, I will have to say that I'm kind of disappointed in Shield Hero. Oh, yes. it's gonna be oh, real with you. I, I need I, that, I that's gonna cause like me to rant a bit, you know? <laughs> what, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm just agreeing, and that I'm my sheer disappointment of the season so far. Yeah, I think Shield Hero is one of those shows that just dropped heavily. Like, they dropped the ball, considerably. considering the hype they had going in from the first season. I mean, this feels... I'm, I, it's not as bad as Promised Neverland, I will say that. I think Promised Neverland was a bigger jump from the hype it had in season one to season two. But Shield Hero is right there, man. It's just become average, which is not right because how good it was in the first season and i knowing how good it is in the light novels i feel like they've dropped the ball tremendously with with the season two but i 100 percent agree with you on kaguya sama personally to me that and spy family are like the clear front runners of the season like it's not even close like they're the top two shows of the season um stacy how about you have you been watching any new anime from the spring season and if so how are you feeling about them Literally, the only thing I've been watching weekly is Spy Family um, and also One Piece. Um, that latest One Piece episode was freaking awesome. Um, I know it's not really considered like seasonal anime because One Piece has been going on forever. But shoot, that last episode happened in the spring season. And we got to talk about <laughs> that, too, because, oh, my God, everyone and their mom was talking about mm-hmm. that episode. And it was so good. Like, yep. oh, my God, it was like the best animation like i cried both times that i watched it like oh my god i couldn't oh so good um but yeah spy family is really the only show that i have been watching this spring season um i feel like i picked up a gretzko on netflix hey. which is like four seasons long yeah it's so good yep. i'm on the fourth season it took me like it took me a week to catch up to the fourth season, so I'm going to finish the fourth season, and I think I'm going to start Kaguya-sama, because I haven't watched it, and I heard a lot of good things about it, so cool. I was going to pick up Shield Hero, but then I heard this season has been kind of shit, so <laughs> I think I'm probably going to go to Kaguya-sama. Season one is really good. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it, no, people keep vouching for Shield Hero. If, like, a lot of people have a lot of good things to say about it, and then this, and they were so excited for this season to happen, and then it's like, oh, shoot, disappointment. And so now that kind of, like, made me think, like, okay, maybe I should prioritize Kaguya-sama more than Shield Hero. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely prioritize Kaguya-sama over Shield Hero. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that. that's a clear-cut winner right yeah. there. Um, no, for me, yeah. Yeah, so... I, I highly recommend yeah, Kaguya-sama. Yeah, no, I wish... Yeah, no, but I wish, like... Uh, yeah, I want more Spy Family, and I'm sad that it's only going to be 12 episodes, because I'm still reading the manga mm-hmm. whenever it comes out, so I'm all caught up with the manga and everything, yeah. and 
I just love this story. I love everything about it. And they are nailing it on the head with the anime. Like, they are capturing everything that the manga is about. So I'm really happy with how Spy Family is going. Didn't uh, they confirm that Spy Family is going to be double core? Yes, it's a split core. So 12 episodes this season, and then the rest of the episodes are going to be in fall. Uh, Which, the fall season also looks really strong. But yes, it's a split core season. Uh, basically, so you will still get another set of episodes. Just have to wait one season for it, though. Um, no, I was just gonna add as well. On top of that, the one thing I was gonna say about Spy Family is that you, uh, the way they've actually organized it, and I don't know if you guys know this. I know Is mentioned it to me actually. That's where I found out about it. Is that with Studio and Cloverworks are the ones doing the uh, production work, right? And they're basically splitting up the work from episode to episode. So one episode, Cloverworks handles it. The following episode, it's with Studio and They keep alternating the episodes like that. So I'm very impressed that the quality has remained consistent, right? It doesn't feel like it's done yeah. by two different studios. So that's kind of a good thing for me personally as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, that One Piece episode, I, I have to talk a little bit about it because even I watched it and I'm somebody who doesn't watch One Piece. And this was because Geek pushed me to watch it, to be quite honest. Um, I loved it. I actually really, really liked it. Like, wow. the animation was top-notch. It was great quality from Toei. Uh, and I have to say, also, just generally what happened in the show as well in terms of the characterization and stuff, I'm impressed, man. I'm very impressed. Maybe this is my turning point. This is the, this is the thing that gets me into One Piece. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll actually... Episode 1015 is your turning point? Oh, my God. I mean, I mean hey, this Dude. is me not watching other episodes. I, I think I've watched a little bit of One Piece in its early like- days. Like, the original episode. How do you even know what was happening in the episode, though? Like, how do you even know what was going nope. on? Because I, like, all I know is that it was watched... something to do with Roof Peace, and that's about it. Or the, uh, people calling it Roof Peace, and that's about it. But, I mean, hey, it, uh, it, at the end of the day, the characters and the animation could low-key carry, you know? So what can I say? Um, is, oh, I'm not, man. I, I was going to say, I'm yeah. not, not... So, when that episode dropped, uh, Geek... Uh, Hydro's Iron, Lethal, and I were all at PAX. So when that uh, episode dropped, Geek was like, "All right, we gotta watch this," like because yeah. you know he goes, I-, "I gotta, I gotta watch my One Piece." And so he propped up his laptop on the desk while we're all eating. I think we were eating chilies, um, all watching this uh, unfold. And then I just see Geek just start spamming the fuck out when he saw um when he saw like. The whole entire Red Rock, though that whole entire animation, like Geek just just was going crazy, just because of how beautiful how beautifully that whole entire scene itself was done. Mm-hmm. He was just appalled. Same thing with Hydros. Hydros was like, whoa. And then Lethal and Iron, who have never watched a thing of One Piece, they're like, we don't know what's going on, but man, is this hype. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I that's what I really loved about this about this episode, Shoot. especially like the quality so of Wano itself. Yeah. And if you actually knew what was going on, it means even more. Like, oh, no, oh sure. my god, I I cried both times. I literally watched the episode back to back, and I cried both mm-hmm. times. Like at the ending, I like had tears. I, it was insane. I just can't believe how beautiful that episode was. And yeah, I hope it brings more people into One Piece because everyone should experience <laughs> One Piece. It's a tragedy when you don't. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is we're recording this episode right now. I decided to just, uh, you know, snoop over on Twitter in just a second. And I just saw one of my mods that I follow, uh, one of my mods on Twitch, 
even he's just starting one piece as well so i guess it's everybody just going one piece crazy with this episode onwards guys it's your sign it's your sign to start it like <laughs> you won't regret it most people most people mm-hmm. don't start it because it's like intimidating which i get but like it's so worth it you'll get through it all it's not going to go on forever so yeah. you might as well and there's a reason why it's been going on for forever so yeah like get on it guys get on it for sure for sure all right now speaking of one piece of course the movie is coming out as well and you know we we want this uh, ep- uh, episode and this podcast to be a little bit more movie focused you know um we've got a lot of movies recently right we've got a lot of movies come out recently we've had uh, jujutsu kaisen come out we had demon slayer break all records right um i mean it's the highest grossing anime movie of all time it's the highest grossing japanese film of all time as well and so i wanted to talk a little bit about this because we've seen a lot of studios as well as production com- uh, committees basically say we want movies instead of shows quintessential quintuplets is ending its arc on a movie instead of a tv series uh, we're seeing, you know, Sword Art Online Progressive be completely movies, or, or be all movies, I should say. We have um, Dragon Ball Super Superhero coming out. We have the likes of, you know, a lot of other shows have also started doing movies as well. Slime is doing a movie, but that's an original movie. So my question to you guys, and I think we can start with you is first and foremost. Do you think studios should focus more so on movies or should they not do movies? And if they do movies... Should they be canonical? Because One Piece, if I'm not mistaken, isn't a canon, if I'm not mistaken. It's an original movie. Same thing with the Slime movie. So do you think, that, what, what, what do you think about this whole situation? Do you think should it be or should it not be, basically? What do you say is? Uh, to be honest, depending on the series, really, um, a movie will definitely, uh, definitely help it. Um, especially like, like with the whole entire like One Piece movies, them in themselves, they're not canonical in any shape or form. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're not canonical in any shape or form. Like the story of it, but the characters are canonical yeah, regardless. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's what I kind of liked about the One Piece movie. It's like, okay, the story isn't canon, but all these characters are real. Like all these characters will make an appearance at one point, given or another. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that, that's fine. I feel like movies them in themselves can also like change the pace of a story whether it be like even if it is canon um with like going with a uh, sword art you know progressive like that's whole that's all of asana's side story if i'm not mistaken correct yes yes yeah. uh yeah so something like that that you know that works out perfectly um it could that could have either been a season or a movie um i mean Given movies are also a little bit more of a time constraint as opposed to um, seasons, mm-hmm. depending on how many, uh, depending on how long the movie is. Yeah. So that is like kind of give or take, like you kind of have to cram a little bit more stuff in like a little bit of a shorter time frame. But at the end of the day, depending on the story in it of itself, uh, that will definitely um, work out in the long run. So that's how I feel about it. Like I, I, I really do appreciate that. Um, some of these studios are pushing out movies a little bit more because, you know, I, would, I wouldn't mind just at least sitting down for an hour and a half to just watch a whole entire, like, you know, story get untold in movie format that's canon to an anime that I'm watching, so. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you on that one. Um, the, the one thing that you mentioned is something that I actually calculated was the runtime, right? So I did the math. Movies are usually, like, one hour, 30 minutes to two hours, 30 minutes, right? Um, 
give or take, let's say two hours, which is 120 minutes. Um, and if you take a show that's 13 episodes long, multiply that by 24 minute episodes, that's 300 minutes. You're basically getting double or nearly three times the run, t- run time in a TV show versus a movie. So they have to condense a lot more in the movie. And I mean, they've done it well so far. I mean, you look at Mugen Train, I think that was really well handled. From what I've seen, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero was handled really well as well by a lot of people and was received well by a lot of people in terms of its pacing and story. Um, so for me, I think that's not really the major issue for sure. I think these studios have been able to nail down on that format really well. Um, Joker, how about you? What do you think about this whole movies? Should they be movies? Should they be TV series? And should they be canonical if they are going to be movies? Or should they just be original movies like how Dragon Ball used to do back in the day before they shifted to this more um, canon format with like Dra- Battle of Gods onwards pretty much, right? Because Battle of Gods, Res F, Broly, Superhero Now are all canon movies, right? So what do you, what do you think on that front? Well, how do you feel? Well, if we're going to go using your Dragon Ball example, I mean, the early 90s movies and 2000s movies were, you know, definitive Dragon Ball, but they weren't canon. So now they have to come back and retcon everything back into the series that they want. And now they have to pick and choose. And, you know, Broly's here and Bardock is here. But uh, a lot of the old characters that people like that are fan favorites are still missing, technically. Yeah. Mainly, I mean, big one is cooler. Mm-hmm. And until he becomes canon, people are going to keep screaming about it. So on one hand, it's like, I appreciate the movie aspect, but if you're going to make movies, I would prefer all of it be canon. Yep. And if you're going to do something original, then do something original that fits. Because like Slime is going to do their movie. It's mm-hmm. a whole new story written by the author. And that's 100% fine, because as far as I know, it's still going to be canon. Gotcha. But then you look at um, uh, what, what's another example that I had that I just lost. I had an example, but <laughs> the, uh, well, okay. So the the Quince movie that's yes. gonna come. It's they could have made another season out of it based on what mm. I've read. Yeah, easily, a hundred percent. But they've decided they've decided to strip it down, cut it back, and make it into a movie format. Which you said like you lose about half of the the runtime total. On, mm. an, uh, on that 12 episode count so it's like can they do it effectively because you're right Mugen Train did do it effectively because we got the movie and then they did it again in you know episodic format and it still was very good it's just yeah. we got a little bit more backstory and you know thought process for the characters mm-hmm. so if you can do that then cool awesome then great on you but if you can't do that and you can't deliver that same quality then why waste the higher production cost on a movie instead of just making it a series? Uh, I kind of agree with you on that one because but the thing is with Mugen Train, though, it came out as a movie first and then anime format. And we saw in the anime format, it was only, what, seven episodes, right? Seven episodes because... And even then, the first episode was technically an extra episode that they added for Rengoku. The rest of the episodes were as is. Um, so I see where you're coming from. But the thing is as well, I agree with you on the production cost, but so far, a majority of them have been massive successes and they've definitely recouped the money for the most part. I mean, you look at Demon Slayer, JJK, um, even the Konosuba movie, I remember, the Sword Art Online progressive movie, I think they've all made good amounts of money, arguably. So maybe that's what they're thinking. Like, no matter what we put out on screen, they're still coming and watching it all, all watching it all. So 
Yeah, maybe that's the reason they're going for it. I, I as far as I know, I don't think there's been a failed anime movie that's not well not been popularized by an IP or something, right? Uh, right. Like I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yes, but I mean, if it's an established IP and it's got the following, like, yeah, people are going to watch it regardless mm. of what kind of media form it's in. Yeah, yeah I think but, it's I think it's a risk more so for those IPs that are you know just super young still, right? Or don't have the following in the manga runs, right? Maybe more so than anything else. Like, if, for example, I'm going to just throw out a name there. I think Spy Family could have probably done fine in a couple, like a three-part movie maybe or something like that. But I'm, say, I'm saying if it was something like um, Executioner and Her Way of Life, let's give that an, as an example from the spring season. If that got a movie first, I think that would have definitely probably failed because not many people know about it, right? So that's maybe the... Uh, thought process that they should be going for is like okay once you're established maybe then go for a movie something like that uh, what do you think joker um yeah i mean definitely if you're just starting out you're you're not gonna have the following so why waste all that money yeah but like i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna shoot this question back at you and i don't is and stacy i don't know if you've watched fate a lot but it's like yep. heaven's feel mm-hmm. like a three-part movie series or a 12 or 24 episode format like the other fate mainline series like what would have been better right there i know heaven's field made a crap ton of money regardless but yeah. because it's fate but would you have preferred that in the triple movie format or mm. episodic yeah now that you mention it because the thing I, I just said it for spy family that they could have done a three-part movie and it would have probably still done fine uh, I think for Fate, it would have, it's better, or Heaven's Field story, I think, fit better in the movie and the way they did it. I, again, I think that's more so UFO, UFO, UFO table, because they did actually correct us on Twitter, saying it was actually UFO table, not UFOtable. So I have to make sure I keep saying it from your own out. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they actually tweeted it out. Um, UFO table... Uh, have done a great job and they actually nailed how they ended the movie and where they ended the movies, in my opinion. So for me, I think Heaven's Feel, in terms of getting a fate movie experience, I definitely preferred it in terms of a movie. But I'm I'm also somebody who wanted to watch Fate also in a movie format. You know, I mean, recently we've gotten a lot with Camelot and Solomon as well from Grand Orders uh, run, basically. But at the time when Heaven's Field was coming out, it was gonna it was a completely new experience, you know, going to the movies to watch Fate. Not something that I ever thought I would do. Uh so for me, I think I definitely preferred the triple uh movie experience just because I wanted to go see Fate in the theaters. As just generally though, mm, that's a bit difficult. I would probably still say movies, but that's also just because it's the experience you get from going and watching a movie compared to just sitting at home and, you know, watching it on your laptop or watching it on TV, right? Um, however, I will say it's faster in terms of that because you get in week in, week out a new episode, right? So technically that fits better, but or that gets it over faster, but the experience is just way better in cinema, in my opinion. Um, the other guys can give their thoughts. Is Stacey, what do you guys think? Movies or uh, TV shows, if, if you had to go choose one? Uh, I mean, Uh, it depends. It depends on the story. Like, some stories are better in a movie format, or some arcs are better in a movie format than a show format. It's all relative. But all I gotta say is if people are... If if the anime industry is gonna start moving more towards movies and that sort of thing, they need to make it more available for, like, 
I don't know, longer than a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to have it out, like, for a, two or three weeks or something, because whenever movies like Mugen Train and the Jujutsu Kaisen movie, those are the... And the Violet Evergarden movie, mm-hmm. yep. maybe, like, lesser well-known anime movies, like, those are the only three I've seen in theaters. They are only out for a very short amount of time. Like, if you're traveling or something, like, you're fucked. You can't watch those movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. They need to, like, make it more accessible outside of Japan if they're going to be doing something like that. Because, shoot, I was able to go see those movies, but I had to wait such a long time to go see them. And when they finally came, like, you have such a small window to go see them. So... Yeah, that's my thing. If they're going to be doing that, they need to make it more accessible or just have it here longer, you know? Yeah, I had to drive like 40 minutes north to even see Violet in theaters because none of the theaters in my immediate vicinity were even going to air it. And then up Mm -hmm. in uh, what um, Tukwila is where I went, South Center, (laughs) it had two (laughs) showings on that one weekend and that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So I don't mind the movie format. I don't mind buying a ticket and going and seeing these movies and supporting these studios. I have no problem doing that. It's just like make it easier for people to go see these movies. Like, yep. I don't know. Some We're busy. We're busy people. So to drop everything we're doing to go see these movies can be kind of hard if we have such a small window to go see them. So hopefully that changes if we're about to see more anime shift to the movie format, which is fine. But yeah, I think it's all relative depending on the story, the arc, like what's going on. Um, It would be interesting. I I have never experienced this, but seeing an anime that's just all purely movies um, you know, just waiting for one movie to come out, then another movie to come out. I mean, that would be interesting for to experience. I've never experienced it myself, but it is kind of annoying to have like a hybrid system, like the way Demon Slayer is kind of going mm-hmm. um, with the shows. And then you got a movie, then you got another show. And then I'm guessing they're going to be doing another season. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it can be kind of confusing if, you know. I don't know. It, you, it, it can be kind of confusing. So you'll need to like do research, I guess, if they're going to be doing this hybrid system. But yeah. that's really my initial thoughts. Yeah, I have to agree with you on the, the front of the licensing stuff for sure, because that's actually something that's very valid. Uh, considering, you know, like you said, it's so hard to go and see movies because they're in few cinemas. They're only there for like maybe two to three weeks tops right sometimes and it's even maybe even then it's up at barely no it's like a it's like a week barely like less than a week it's like four days that you have to see this movie and or they're just playing it on the weekends Mm -hmm. or something like that it's like oh my god you know so it's very specific I think definitely that's something they would have to improve on. And I mean, just generally, they need to improve on that massively. I feel like uh, with uh, it's it's a form of a movie. It deserves to be on screen for a long or, or on air for longer or in theaters for longer, I should say. Um, maybe in the future, you know, with, uh, you know, Crunchyroll obviously increasing their uh, what I guess. The best way way to say it is their market value, I suppose, with them now being, uh, you know, merged with Funimation and all. Hopefully, it makes it a lot easier. But who knows? We'll have to just wait and see on that front. Um, now, of course, talking about licensing and stuff, uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero has been officially confirmed for eleven June after their whole Toei hacking situation. Which, by the way, we now know exactly how they got hacked. Um, <laughs> turns out an employee uh clicked on the wrong thing and downloaded the wrong thing, basically, which 
got a ransomware installed into their system, which is probably the funniest thing Third I've heard in a software. very long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, bro, they, they, he just downloaded, he saw free software. It's, it's genuinely like, you know, we've always gotten this thing where we've all been like told, oh, don't download shady software and stuff. And then we go and see Toei out of all people or an employee of Toei do it. And it's just like, that's fair. I mean, that, that's proof in itself that you shouldn't be doing that necessarily. Uh, or at least doing it from a really shady side, at least. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, Dragon Ball Super Superheroes coming on June 11th. We've got the official date now for the Japanese release. We still don't know exactly when it's going to be coming out to the U.S. Uh, I would assume it'll probably be like about a month later, maybe. Well, we still don't know where they are in dubbing processes and stuff. But uh, Joker, uh, let's start with you this time around. Um, what do you think? Uh, how do you feel about the new date? Uh, what, from what we've seen of the movie, how excited are you? Let's talk about it because Dragon Ball is obviously, uh, you know, I would say Dragon Ball was probably the first one to kickstart this whole movies trend thing again, I would say, because Broly did a phenomenal job in the market, right? And then we got Demon Slayer yeah, put out their movie, which broke the market, basically. And then we had JJK. So I feel like Dragon Ball Super Broly kind of set that trend first and foremost, at least the recent trend, right, uh, of doing this cano canonical movies thing. So what do you think, Joker? How are you feeling about Super Superhero uh, before it airs? I'm I'm happy that we have a release date again because we were sitting there for almost a good month just wondering, is it going to get delayed to next year? Is it going to be the end of the year now? Like, who... Who really knows? But it's good that they got back on their feet relatively quickly because ransomware is not a fun thing to deal with, especially when you're a gigantic company and people want to exploit that company for a whole bunch of money. Um, so I'm glad that it's back. As far as when the English version will come out, it's, it'll probably be about two months because even when it was supposed to come out in April, the English version was only two months out anyways. So yeah. I would expect like August, September for our... Uh, our, uh, our the international version, which is fine. I mean, we were already we always knew we were going to be behind the JP version. This doesn't really change that. Uh, as far as my hype for it, I'm still like moderately interested in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess, yeah, because we we know like the main character and we know the general plot line of it, and it's focused on Gohan and Piccolo and Pan being captured and them fighting Gamma 1 and 2, and all of the extra stuff that we've seen Dragon Ball collabing with has brought, like, oh, superheroes having a collab with heroes, and Cell is one of the main people, and it's like, and Cell's over here, and Cell's over here. It's like, are you really, are you really hiding it now, or are we just kind of, just going to sit here and take it? So, yeah, if it's actually Cell, then cool, I guess, but it's just rerunning <laughs> another villain again, so it kind of feels like the easy way out. So I'm I mean, just kind yeah. of like on the fence about it right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's what their third time doing it, considering well Frieza, then we had uh, Broly, and then now Cell. So it is definitely them rerunning a lot of villains recently. Um, Stacy, how are you feeling about the movie? You know the stuff we've seen so far and whatnot. What what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm still excited, and I know a lot of people are still excited about it. I'm trying to stay away from as much information as possible. Oh, so whoops. I didn't. Yep, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know anything about any of that. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, thank you for all that. So I mean, yeah, I I'm still really excited. I'm pumped to go see it in theaters. And you know how Dragon Ball fans are—they're so loyal to the franchise. So. 
I feel like no matter what, it'll still end up being successful, even if maybe story-wise it may not lead to expectations or maybe it'll blow us out of the water. We don't know. But regardless, the fran- the fans are loyal to it, and no matter what they put out there, it'll be successful, I think. So, yep, I'm still pumped about it. For sure, for sure. Is how about you, man? How are you, how are you finding the... Uh... All the reception it's been receiving recently, all the trailers and stuff. If you've been keeping up with it, and how are you feeling? Um, to be honest, I'm kind of excited for it, especially mm-hmm. with the whole entire fact that they're going like 3D CGI type yes. deal. So it is going to be pretty interesting. Um, all like everything that's been dropping so far, um, has you know kept me interested in the movie because uh, to be honest at first um when they fir- when they're announcing because when the broly movie dropped i was not interested at all um yeah just that the whole entire super super uh super superhero even like when i first saw that too i was like eh, it looks cool but it wasn't you know it didn't pique my interest mm-hmm. um but now that like as i'm starting to see like the little you know the stuff going on like to be to be honest, like I'm kind of a sucker for 3D animation movies. Um, I especially when it's well done, uh, I would definitely you know enjoy. It. And you know, with them going this route, you know, it definitely piqued my interest because Dragon Ball has always been a standard 2D like regular animation style you know um, series. And the fact of now they're going 3D for a movie as opposed to like in the games they're always 3D. But now the movies are going to be 3D. I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, that interests me. So I'm kind of excited. Um, I will definitely, you know, try to see when it comes out in theaters for America, which is, again, like Joker said, will probably be like two months out, give or take. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe hopefully Crunchyroll releases the movie like a month earlier. Who knows? Hopefully. But can can't, can't, uh, <laughs> can hold that, uh, hope up too high you know yeah for sure on the a hundred percent i mean i still remember for demon slayer we were like all right it's gonna come out next month it's coming out next month and then i don't know how long it took for it it took a bit to come out on uh digital uh you know platforms which was really annoying um no but i have to agree with you i think the one thing that i'm kind of interested in more so than anything else uh more so than the plot or anything is actually the 3d cgi stuff because this is a big risk to take for Dragon Ball as a whole and Toei to take because, in all honesty, not everybody's super comfortable with uh, CGI as a whole. I mean, just look at Shield Hero, for example. We're already complaining about some of the CGI that's been going on in that series so far, right? Um, so the, the industry hasn't perfected 3D CGI. Some shows have, some shows haven't. So Toei taking this big risk and doing a full-on movie with 3D CGI is very impressive, to say the least, right? Um, I'm really hoping they do well with it because I don't want them to do bad. It's just that a lot of experiences have said that more often than not, it can go bad, but we'll have to just wait and see for sure on that front. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, um, how well they've executed it or if they failed pretty much there's only two sides of the coin realistically when, when it comes to CGI, because as I've said, Bad CGI is extremely noticeable. Hey, it is very much noticeable. Berserk. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, they do well on that. Now, one more thing we uh, uh, saw in the last couple of weeks uh, was uh, Makoto Shinkai's latest movie that's going to be coming out later this year uh, in Suzume no Tojimari is, uh, has gotten its trailer. We've seen the f- uh, first look at the heroine as well. Um, 
I'm excited for it. I mean, it's a Makoto Shinkai movie. It's always done well. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about his movies generally. You know, we've had a lot of movies from him, Five Centimeters a Second, The Garden of Words, and of course, you know, the big hits in Your Name as well as Weathering With You. How, are, how do you guys find his direction? How do you guys find his storytelling? And just what do you guys think about his stories? And are you excited for Suzume no Tsujimari? Stacey, I want to start off with you. I don't know if you've seen any of the movies that I've just rattled off there. But what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen Your Name, Weathering With You, and Garden of Words. And I don't, I don't care. Like, honestly, they're, they're not, like, <laughs> my fave. I don't know. They, they give me the same vibe as, like, the Studio Ghibli films do. I'm just, like, not super interested. It's not my thing. And I know people love them and stuff. And I guess I'm just, I'm missing something. I don't know. Because these are, like beloved films from so many people and people just rave about them and I'm like I don't I'm whatever like I'm so indifferent about them like I'm good never watching these movies again so yeah I don't know maybe it's just my taste it's just a personal preference and I know some people are so passionate about these movies and they'll hate me for saying this but like I don't really care (laughs) yeah no that's fair absolutely I mean I mean there's so many shows like that I think uh, the biggest one is um uh, well, which show was it? I, I mean, we were just talking about it recently. I think it might have been just AOT at the end of the day because AOT is... Every, uh, the ending is just so muddled. It's like, again, it comes down to preference at the end of the day. And I don't think... I mean, I hope nobody slews you in the comments section for that. But I, I personally wouldn't. That's absolutely fine, to be honest, uh, coming down to preference and everything. Um, is how about you, man? How, how do you feel about the movies? And what are your expectations from Suzume? Um, to, I don't know. I don't know what my expectation is going to be. Um, all I know is that I am definitely going to be blown away from the amount of art that's going to be coming out of this because your name and, um, was just beautiful. And then, um, what was his other one? Out, it was after your name? You. Weathering with you. Yeah. Just like, you know, like him, like captivating just nature in itself. It's like, it's almost like if like anything in that in those movies. It's like even including his including his like previous ones. Um, anything like you take a still from any of those, it's like almost like a painting essentially. So you know, with this next one, Suzume, um, I'm not like the stories have always been decent, you know. Your name was pretty good. Weathering You was also pretty good as well. But it's like, it's not like the stories, you know, were the ones that captivated me. It was more so of the art style and the art direction. So I am most likely going to fall in love with this art direction as well, especially like with the fact of that um, the, the promotional art that we got was just the door. But like that door in itself, yeah, but that door in itself was beautifully done like i'm not gonna lie i was like man that's a nice looking door i, 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 <laughs> I think nice this is the door. first time we've ever seen anybody compliment a door out of all things in an anime but we know it was, you know it, it deserves it low-key though <laughs> exactly like because like the, like it's like a door in, like in the middle of like water essentially so but it, it, it like it symbolizes essentially it's like you know a door in the middle of like usually a door in the middle of anything symbolizes like you know a or into another world essentially so that's what i'm kind of like um curious about what direction it is going to story-wise but art direction um 
can somewhat have an idea, but I know I'm going to be blown away more so from this art direction more so than all his other previous works. So that's that's my take on it. No, I 100% agree with you on that one because for for me, I mean, his scenic shots are absolutely gorgeous every single time. I don't think the man has failed me once when it comes to those shots and, I, you know, putting it in wallpaper engine or something like that for sure. Um, no, it's, it's going to be a beautiful film. And, you know, I'm expecting the doors to obviously get involved in some way, shape or form. And we'll probably see the characters from the older movies in that manner as well. Or through that manner, I should say, of opening the doors and, you know, uh across japan and everything it's gonna be interesting it seems like a very road trip kind of movie that they're going for i mean that's what the synopsis said even as well it's a very road trip movie across japan so very interesting to say the least i'm very excited for that front as well um joker how about you how are you finding um how have you found makoto shinkai's movies as well as just generally what do you think about suzume if you've seen anything from it I am the complete opposite of Stacy because I saw your name and I saw Weathering with you in theaters and they both made me cry my eyes out like a little girl. <laughs> so I, I love I love his work, um, but I've I've enjoyed everything he's put out. Like we've already talked about the art, so I won't go through that. But the music in his movies is on point as well because your name had an incredible soundtrack. Weathering with you, I think soundtrack was a little bit not as good, but it's still really good. And then anything Makoto Shinkai touches is decent at the very minimum, even if like his very first thing was still good. I still haven't seen five centimeters per second, but I think I've seen the other ones. So I do need to do that. But I'm ready for a Makoto Shinkai Isekai. That's what this sounds like to me. Go through the door, go to another world, fix whatever's over there and go go to the next one. I'm ready for that. I love Isekai. I mean, that, that is pretty much what it is for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, actually. I didn't even think about it that way. But it, it, kind of, it is kind of like a semi-Isekai, effectively. Um, or now that you put that in my head, it's going to stay there. Um... Obviously, uh, you know, Makoto Shinkai, for me personally, I love the guy. He's done a great job um, ever since Five Centimeters Per Second. It's been great uh, consistently. Um, definitely, I think, you know, some have been weaker than others, but some have been super strong as well. Um, personally, I still maintain A Silent Voice is the better movie compared to Your Name, but that doesn't mean Your Name is bad in any shape or form. I, it's still a top tier movie. It's really close between those two, for especially as 2016 releases. You know, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for Suzume no Tojimari. It looks very decent. It looks good. Uh, now that you mention it, it is also an isekai. I'm excited for that front as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm very excited nonetheless. Now, let's talk a little bit. Let's drag it back a bit. Let's go back in time, guys. Let's go back in time. Our first ever anime movies. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'd say a lot of us have more or less similar set of movies that we've watched way back in the day. Uh, for me, it was obviously all the Dragon Ball movies and stuff. But what was our first ever anime movie? Because, you know, you, you might have seen something off randomly that, you know, I, I mean, I highly doubt any of you watched End of Evangelion as your first movie. But, you know, let's I, I want to see what you guys have to say is what was your first anime movie? Oh, uh, so please don't I, say End of Evangelion. I don't want to be wrong. Just, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. No, um, I would be concerned for was, your parents more than anything else allowing you to watch no, that. <laughs> so, um, it's an it was actually like a short uh film essentially, but it was called Kakeburo, uh hide and seek. 
that messed me up as a child. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, that, <laughs> that one, that one All was right. that was my first anime movie. Um, Kakebura was essentially like a like all these kids and um they have masks. Yeah, and they go into this. They go into the city, and they have to play a game of hide and seek. But the thing is, I don't, I don't fully remember the plot. But they have to go run and hide, and they have to get to the middle of the city, uh, in order to get something. I don't fully remember the spot, but as they as they're running, they're getting chased by these monsters, and yeah, and then. By the end of the movie, you realize that the person that makes it to the end of the city is the person that has to be has to seek out the next uh, set of children that enter the city, and all the children that were taken were are actually used to power the city as essentially like their life force is taken to power the city. Essentially, that's that was my first anime movie. It was like a short one, but that was. That was the one that really messed me up as a child because the, the ending fuck, shot. Dude? How did you manage the, to see the, this? That was your first movie. <laughs> How did you find that? It was on Toonami. That's why. Um, late at night, dude. Damn. I don't remember. Like all I remember is watching that. I was like, damn. And then the ending shot of that movie was was uh, was one of the children where they had like uh, like a battery pack, just like strapped onto their chest and they're like dead on a chair. I was like, what the hell did I just watch? And that, that was your that first was, movie. That was my first anime movie. Yeah. It it wasn't my neighbor Toro. It wasn't Kiki's Delivery Service Die. It was Kakebudo hide and seek. I, I mean I just saw it. It was shown on Adult Swim on Halloween 2005. So you literally decided you know there what you I'm, go. I'm watching <laughs> yeah. I'm watching Tsunami late at night on Halloween and that's how you watched it. I'm very Yeah, yeah, essentially. It's you know what? Fair enough, I suppose. Stacy, how about you? I hope I hope it's not anything like this one. <laughs> no, it's not. Um it's actually a really beloved movie princess mononoke that was my first one i saw that uh for a japanese literary class in college so um yeah i an assignment to watch it and like i guess diagnose the movie and everything and this was before i was really into anime and stuff so i thought it was fucking weird and i really haven't watched it since so i'm gonna need to like re-watch now that i have like the lens of an of a weeb now but um yeah i uh that was my first movie i remember watching it uh for class and everything and i thought it was like the strangest thing i've ever seen so but it's definitely something i'll need to rewatch. no that, that that's actually a really good first film to watch you know i can sit well i mean it's better than is over here for sure i mean i must admit i don't know what he's been watching but but the, it's pretty disturbing though like princess yeah, mononoke has a lot of disturbing mm-hmm. moments in it and it's yeah. just like when you're not into japanese uh media culture like anything like that like i wasn't i just took the class because i need another elective to graduate and like that was available so um i took that class just because just to take the class i had no interest in japan or anything like that I obviously do now. Like, it's funny looking back on how I wish I could take that class again with the lens that I have now with life. But yeah, back then, I just found it to be so strange and weird and gory and gross and all this stuff. Like, I thoroughly did not enjoy it. But I think I need to rewatch for sure. 
No, for sure, for sure. And, and that, that would be very interesting to see your thoughts after you rewatch it, for sure, on, uh, you know, afterwards. Yeah. Um, Joker, yeah. how about you? How was, your, how was your first anime movie? Um, I mean, I could say all the, like, the Dragon Ball Z movies, because that'd be really easy. But the one that actually, like, I fully love, even to this day, is Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Mecha. Because I've been a fan of Mecha ever since I started watching Gundam Wing on Toonami in the 90s. And Endless Waltz was like the pinnacle of it for, you know, eight-year-old me at the time because it came out in 1998. So it was just the redesigns of the Gundams itself was very, very different. Like the angel wings on Wing Zero and then the, like the, the devil wings and the gigantic redesigned scythe for Death Scythe was just out of this world and it made me just really love Gundam from that point on so I've pretty much been a diehard Gundam fan ever since Endless Waltz came out yeah it's so good no that's a good that's a good one out there so I mean I, my, mine's is much more basic compared to all of y'all uh my first anime movie was probably I think I think it was I think it was probably the Digimon movie the one where they combined all the the three movies that well the movie in in Japan, there were three different movies, but in, in the U.S. release, they combined them into basically one big movie, effectively. And I think that was my first one. So for me, it was very basic, but it was super nice. I mean, hey, it, it scared me as a kid because there were some scary that there was some scary stuff in that movie. I'm not gonna lie. But is that the Omnimon one? Yes, it's the yes. one with Omnimon, and then it goes into the the digital hacking and all that. Yeah, then it goes into the digital hacking, and then we get into that bunny uh, bunny style Digimon as well that comes later on as well. Yeah. Um, and then at the start, you have that parrot versus Greymon, uh, Parrotmon versus Greymon scene as well. So I was just like, it was really, really cool for me. I mean, that's how I kind of got into Digimon as a whole as well. Uh, really enjoyable movie, in my, in my opinion. I was very, very happy with what I was seeing as a kid uh, in terms of designs. I was also very, very scared because of some of the scenes and some of the dialogue in that movie. But, you know, it was still enjoyable for what it's worth. Um, uh, wh why is it that half of us, our first movies were basically just scary movies, effectively? How has that happened then? <laughs> how's how's this happened? Yeah. But you know, I mean, what if your parents let you watch? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know how our parents let us watch half of the stuff we did. To be quite honest, I mean, I just don't know. I'm still baffled by his man. I can't believe that out of everything you decided <laughs> to watch, um, the movie, the first movie you right watched there. was on Halloween, and it was a short film about kids getting basically eaten up by demons. Like, how's that happen? All right, um, dude, I don't even know. Yeah, this, I don't this, even this know, is man. too funny. I, to me. Like, it's just, it's, that's just ridiculous to me. And what's even funnier too is the fact of. My next movie that I watched was the Digimon movie, and that was like I think like a month or two after that. So, <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. But yeah, no, there you go, guys. Um, if you are on YouTube, uh, let us know in the comments what was your first anime movie. Um, I think we are going to wrap up the podcast there, though. Uh, we will be back in about two weeks' time, hopefully for another episode. This time, fingers crossed, we can maintain a consistent schedule. Uh, thank you so much to Is Joker as well as Stacy for you know jumping in on this with me and being a panelist appreciate all of you for uh you know uh hanging out and you know just talking anime as per usual uh thank you guys for listening to us of course we are on youtube spotify and a couple of other platforms as well which you can check out down below in the link tree um if you are on youtube of course and once again we appreciate all of y'all for watching this podcast and or listening to it um it's been gail right signing out peace out everybody Bye 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 later bye